This is Gutterball. The Lebowski Deepcast. It does kind of remind me of like the line art of Picasso. In each episode, Brad and Adam discuss a single minute of The Big Lebowski. Why don't we keep the whole million? Providing insight. This reminds me of uh, Walmart.horse. Commentary. Don't puff your chest out all hot saucily and conjecture the supreme court has <laughs> roundly rejected prior <laughs> restraint <laughs> and now gutter ball what's this day of rest bullshit like i just told you week of rest yeah that's true i don't all have right. any clue where you've been or the things that you've seen oh i've gone places my friend <laughs> i have gone places um the uh I've yeah. wa- I've wanted to ask but I've just I've been trying my best not to. Yeah. Well, our listener doesn't even realize we've really been gone cuz we uh, queued up an extra episode like the pros that we are. Yeah. But it was the least amateurish thing we've done to date. That's quite possibly true. Yeah. Because when we first started, I remember we tried to get like a little bucket full of episodes. Right. Knowing full well that eventually we would go a month and a half without recording an episode. Then I think we queued up six, but that's actually like ultra amateurish. Right. That was too much. That was like a crazy production schedule. It's awful. Yeah. There was no chance for like audience interaction or anything. No. We'd get a fan mail in our episode two, and then we'd be talking about it in episode 10. Right. (laughs) but uh well shit i mean i don't know how you want to do this because i'm dying to know what you've seen and and the places you've been but yeah i've been a bunch of places i'm not sure how much of it would be really that interesting i mean i did see uh some natural wonders i saw some man-made wonders which is probably more interesting wow i saw a uh hundred foot underground waterfall that's pretty tall for underground yeah it's what and it was at this place called uh secret caverns 10 stories which if you if you look it up you'll you'll get the idea they have a they have a certain vibe there they're kind of one of these like tourist trappy kind of places so i can look up a place called secret caverns on the internet yeah kind of a misnomer somewhat yeah but it's uh you know, it has this very, like, Grateful Dead, 1960s, hippie, Robert that's, Crumb kind of vibe to it. It's right up your alley, man. You're the biggest Dead fan out there. Oh, I, yeah, you know it. You chew dead them sticks. up. Yeah, baby. You know, that's that's my, that's the Dead Sticks. That's, uh, that's the name of my band that covers <laughs> both Grateful Dead in the style of Sticks. <laughs> I think it could work both ways, honestly. The funny, yeah, the funny thing is, like, I don't know enough... Uh, it's horrible. Our listener might be angry, but yeah, I don't even know enough Grateful Dead to uh, like try to attempt to like do Grateful Dead in the style of sticks. Well, on my on my mouth horn, that is. <laughs> well, with your new Botox injections, I think you might be able to pull it off. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> it does not. I know it's the it's the horrible thing about being a mouth hornist. Is once you hit a certain age, you have to resort to the Botox to, to stay in, to keep up with the young folk. Brad, 
It's a very competitive space. There's only about 18 professional mouth horn players in the whole world. So you you could imagine. And the lips are the first thing to go. Yeah. Well, especially when you're mouth horning them all the time, stretching them out. It's no good. Yeah. It's no good. Now, you can't actually be considered a professional mouth hornist, can you? No, I certainly can. I'm I'm one of the 18. I make approximately $6,000 a year uh, mouth horning. I did not know and that. And I use that to support my family and to run this podcast. I didn't know that you had turned that into a business. Yeah. Can yeah, you? when someone needs a mouth horn in the eastern seaboard, I'm usually the guy they bring in. So you'd be mouth horning. I once actually went to Taiwan to do some mouth horning, too. Well, I hear it's big over there. But you've done... You've done mouth horning all across the world, basically. Pretty much, yeah. So you make six thousand dollars. It seems like it would cost more than that to get to Taiwan and back. Well, well, that, that I mean, that's like the uh, the net profits, you know, after you put in expenses and everything mm. else. And some mm. of the gigs will pay the expense. Some, you know, it's all different each one. But you know, like in Taiwan last year, they had the whole at the Biennale there. They had the. Uh, a whole kind of they brought mouth hornets together from across the world to make the first ever kind of mouth horn ensemble. So it's it like pretty an, cool, like an orchestra. Mm-hmm. Wow. Was it? Uh, did you feel intimidated? Um, I was pretty nervous and intimidated because usually mouth horning is like a solo. It's act. a solo deal. So you know to have to one like kind of acclimate to that teamwork kind of vibe right right and then to uh well, sometimes and also, you know just to kind of then i really be forced to kind of compare myself to everyone right and that's that horrible devil that gets you when you start comparing yourself yeah. to other people you will be stymied you know? forever yeah and you know it's not good there's always going to be people greater and lesser than yourself like it doesn't matter doesn't matter you you do what you do brad but I, the thing that I think would be the most challenging about that is that, you know, being mostly solo, if you show up there to some sort of mouthistra, is that what you would call it? I don't know. Um, I, I'm not sure. I mean, I'm not sure exactly how it translated. Okay. Um, but uh, mouthistra, I like that. All right. If we ever did one of those here, I think I, I'd go with that name. I might have to organize one. You know, this is given. I'm thinking about this now. I'm regretting the years and decades I've spent not mouth horning because I wouldn't be able to contribute. But what I was getting at is that you show up there and you're just part of a larger ensemble, and you know you're a large man. So you yes. you'd be like resigned to like low harmonies and shit where meanwhile the smaller people with the more nimble lips maybe are doing like the soloing well that's the, the the strange thing you know and i'm not sure if there's a correlation to size or not but i definitely um mostly hit the high parts and it's the same even when i sing when i sing in my acapella group i hit i can only really do the the high parts um, you gotta be shitting me like those low parts actually do not come very easy to me, and it's very hard for me to stay in tune in the low parts. Whereas in the high parts, I can very naturally control my voice. So. That makes no intuitive sense at all. Yeah, I mean, it's not the size of the man; it's the 
size of the larynx. I don't know. <laughs> Tall man with a short larynx. I don't, I don't really know what it is, but that's just how it is. And granted, it's unnatural, right? That is unnatural. Um, I kind of like have to go. It's almost like in order to do this, I have to get into a different mindset and almost become a different person in order to successfully do it. Because just everyday Brad can't do it. Only uh, high-pitched Brad can actually like go in and engage in this way and actually... Um, you know, hit some of these notes and, and stay in tune and everything else. That's it's kind of like tiny man trapped in a box. See, I know this is could, not something that you're could be. You're probably only vaguely aware of it and only because I mentioned it to you one time. Yeah, I don't know if I know it. I know there's that song living in a box. Oh, Alice in Chains. Yeah, that's pretty good. I used to like that. I came. No, that's the man in but, the box. Um, this is Tiny Man Trapped in a Box, so it's yeah. not Lane Staley at all, but it's that movie with, uh, you know, that British movie, The Trip. Remember I talked about oh, this. Oh, yeah, yeah, that Trip movie. Steve I Coogan. know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, and that's always coming up on Netflix. Oh, recommended for right. you, this no, Trip movie. And right. I'm like, I You'll don't know. It. I don't really want to watch a movie about these guys going on no, a trip. You won't like it. Steve Coogan and Rob Brydon. But Rob Brydon, he, he's one of the actors... Well, Rob Brydon was in Living in a Box. Right, of course, of course. And he's in... Uh, Him and Richard Darbyshire. The Brink, now. HBO series The Brink. Oh, okay. I wanted. So, I haven't watched that. I've wanted to check that out. I really like it. Yeah, I've seen... I saw their, like, you know, commercials <laughs> digging up to, you know, uh, ramping up to it. I was like, that looks pretty good. Well, yeah, but I thought the commercials leading up to True Detective Season 2 made it look good, too. But yeah, very true. Woe is me on that one. Yeah, I mean, I'm way behind on True Detective at this point. I think I'm three eps behind. I haven't caught up either. I'm one ep behind, but still. But Rob Brydon does Tiny Man Trapped in a Box, where he, like, he's not a small man, but he squeezes up, like, the back of his throat meets and does, like, <clears throat> let's see if I can do it. <clears throat> I'm going to try, all right? <clears throat> Tiny man rammed in a box. It's so dark in here. Who turned off the lights? I can't quite do it. I haven't practiced in a long <laughs> but time. I get it. I get where you're going. You know, with and that. you squeeze yeah. it back there. I don't, I don't know where I am. Where am I? Who turned off the lights? I'm just a tiny little man in the darkness. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah, that's some too much. depth throat meat uh, articulation you got there. I like it. Yeah, if if I practice, I'll practice up for next time and I'll do a little mm -hmm. better. But it's it's pretty freaky when you see him do it in person and know there's no tricks going on. And for some reason, I imagine that's how your high pitched mouth horning is. Like, like you kind of look at it and it makes no sense. It's something that just boggles right, the mind. Right, it's just something that's there. It's very bizarre. Secret Caverns, 100-foot indoor waterfall. And what state is Secret Caverns in? It's in uh, New York State. Huh. And then, uh, you know, we, I also checked out a Wild Bill's Nostalgia Center mm. in Middletown, Connecticut. So you took the northern routes. Yeah, we took some northern routes. Wow! Had, uh, spent a little time on the on the harbor there, up in Maine, cabin right on the harbor there. You went all the way to Maine? Yeah, I had some lobster. Uh, New New Hampshire went to the top of um, Mount Washington. That's a hell of a thing. Which was something. Yeah, have you ever have you ever been? Yes. 
it's interesting. You get up to the top there, you get above the tree line. It's weird. And then, like, it felt to me kind of like getting to the top. It was kind of felt like, because so we took the train to the top. Okay. We drove when we did it. Yeah, we didn't drive. We decided to take the train. And um, you get up to the top and you get out. And it's just kind of like, I kind of felt like it was like stepping out onto maybe Mars or maybe some world from Interstellar. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because there's like, it's just like there's no trees. There's just really sparse vegetation. There's just huge chunks of like opaque fog, like moving in front of you. Like you can see it. You can almost pick it up with your hands. That's crazy. And it's just, and so you're just this kind of very barren, rocky landscape foggy you can look out and kind of see these other hilltops just kind of sticking up out of the fog but then in front of you is this like complex this like national park like oh you're at the top of the mountain like go into the visitor center and they have this like crazy weather station there with all these antennae and satellite dishes and instruments and it did look very much like oh here's like the outpost on planet x Hmm. And I just, I don't know. It's just, I guess, the sci-fi person to me. I was just like, it was like stepping out into an alien world. So it's a good little location to stow away in the back of your mind in case you need something for a movie someday. Yeah, I would say so. So it's 6,289 feet elevation. Yeah. That's pretty good for East Coast, as far as East Coast goes. Yeah, yeah. And you take the train, it just goes straight up. Oof. It's a thirty-seven uh, percent incline. It's it almost a- the steepest incline you can take a railway up in the world. There's somewhere like in the Alps that beats it by like a degree or something like it's that. It's an actual train, or is it like a like a incline? So it's a train, but it's called a cog railway so in essence because like a regular train track train wheels like wouldn't go be able to go up there in essence there's like a cog it's almost like a chain on a bicycle imagine instead of a track you have like that bicycle chain kind of stretched out all the way to the top and then the you have like the cog that goes into the grooves up and even the um so they originally did this. They've done this for whatever, like, you know, like a hundred years or more. They've had this train here to take you up there. And the original ones were steam and they still have some of the steam engines there. They only run like once or twice a day. The rest of the time it's a diesel train, like you need a special reservation. if you want to do the steam one, if you're like one of these like steam locomotive maniacs that are out there, they are but, out uh, there. But the boiler, so it's weird, because if you look at the train... I have several friends who are maniacs. Yeah, I know some maniacs, too, yeah. So so the boiler on the steam engine is actually at this really funky angle, because that needs to stay level. Right. Oh, jeez. So, like, it's at this weird 37% angle. It looks really funky, right? And then the train... But, like, going up it, you don't really feel like it's that steep, but then you look out the window, and, like, everything is so fucking crooked... And it's like, what the hell's going on? And at one point, because they made actually, and I'm just like really just at this point, just being, you know, born with my vacation stories. But <laughs> halfway up, there's like this little building that was like a halfway station, because I guess in the old days when they did this, they'd get up halfway and they'd stop at this station so you could like get warmed up. 
they'd serve like tea and coffee and hand out blankets and stuff to get warmed up. So once you got to the top, you'd be ready to enjoy that because it's even colder up there. But this little halfway house, like it even has a sign like this house is like perfectly level. Like if you went into it, you just feel like you'd be level. But like it just looks like it's almost vertically sticking out. Like it's just like. That's bizarre. Your whole perception gets skewed because you're sitting on this train and you just get used to that being level. But then everything out the window is at this incredibly insane incline. So before European settlers arrived, the mountain was known as Agiakachuk or home of the great spirit. Highest peak in the northeastern United States, most prominent mm-hmm. mountain east of the Mississippi, the mighty yep. Mississippi, yep. the old Miss. That's what it is. Yeah, it was. it's a nice mountain to go uh, check out if you like mountains. The old man. And if you like uh, trains, you can ride, take the train up. It's a cog railway, only cog railway east of the Mississippi as well. So for a long time, the top of Mount Washington there, the summit, if you will, had the highest recorded wind speed in the world. Yeah, it doesn't anymore. No, it, it 231 miles per hour at the yes. summit. Yes. That, that wow. was most of the 20th century. So but, it does so it, that when that record has been shattered. Well, is what you're saying. Yeah, I guess I don't know, shattered, broken, substantially broken. Tropical okay. cyclone Olivia had created a wind gust of 254 miles per hour at Barrow Island off the coast of Western Australia. And was that measured or just like estimated from satellites or something? Well, that's a good question. I wonder if that's some, because like, so, so because it's, well, this is why, because it says a new wind speed record was discovered in 2009, colon, on April 10th, 1996. So, like, they're going back in time and, like, measuring some right. like, records and shit. So, that might be the, the like, you know, it's probably worded very carefully. Because to go to this mountain today, there's still a lot of hoopla. Oh, this is the highest recorded uh, wind speed ever. Like, I'm so, recording it right now, like... It is in the wind, and you're not like right. examining the historical documents. Yeah, like there were people looking at the little anemometer or whatever, spinning and counting the clicks and being like, holy shit, it's 230 miles per hour out there. So I stood in Category 2 hurricane winds, and that gust that hit the top of Mount Washington was twice as fast as what I was feeling. Yeah, it's not even really comprehensible, I think. Not really. It's fast. It's that wind speed is faster than most tornadoes. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty fucked up. This is just a, it just adds the whole alien climate up there. So you took the northern routes. You saw yep. some indoor some uh, underground waterfalls. Mhm. Some nostalgia. Some yeah. What saw the side of Woodstock. We stumbled onto that. Did you have any sort of plan on this trip? No. You were just like a tumbleweed. I do not believe in plans for trips like this. You were just rolling about the countryside. Yeah. Drift, yep. Drifting. Yep. To whatever whatever kind of found us or whatever we found. Either I, way worked. That's the best, man. Yeah, it's awesome. There's nothing like it. Is this part nothing of your new like ethos? It. It is. I mean, I did a trip like this a couple of years ago. Is this the much better Western trip? That yeah, we've the Western about? trip yeah, that we've, we've talked, talked about. about it. Mm-hmm. Did, would, our podcast wasn't going when we did that, was it? 
Was it? It might have been. Shit. Jesus. That's crazy to think about how long we've been doing this. But Yeah, I don't know if it was or not. But if, if it hadn't, it was like just before. I think it, it was have, just. I think we had recorded some episodes yeah, before. That be, but we it was just before it. we launched yeah, yeah. them. That's but, been uh, a long fucking time. Yeah. So, yeah, the Western trip and, you know, tried to just kind of re- recapture some of that lightning in a bottle and it, it kind of worked. It was good. Yeah, I like it. It is part of the ethos. I'm going to be doing it more. Good. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do some more uh, in September. Nothing but good can come of it. Yeah, I agree. Especially if you, if you want to. I mean, it is good. It's just good. It's just good. Yeah. Good Not- doesn't even have to come of it. It just has to be and it is good. It just has to be. Thank you. But it, you want to talk about time again? Just three years ago, and that was pretty much when you did that trip. But I was thinking about this. Uh, so it's it's. We are now farther away from September eleventh, nine eleven, than September eleventh is from the release of <laughs> Batman with Michael Keaton. <laughs> yeah, Sub- substantially, okay. substantially. Right. So the distance from Michael Keaton's Batman to nine eleven to nine eleven is two is years a- shorter than the distance from nine eleven to now. That doesn't quite pack the gut punch to me <laughs> that I think it does for you. Well, you didn't see it twice in the theater, maybe. <laughs> That's true. That's probably why. Well, it's the same distance as Aliens? How about that? The release yeah. of Jimmy Cameron's Aliens is the same distance from 9-11. Well, I think the fact that, like, my house is full of 13-year-olds 13, 13 mm-hmm. running around who, who are, are in, like, some ways, like, way cooler and way smarter than me. Mm-hmm. And they weren't even born when 9-11 happened. Right. Like, that right there is the end game. Yep. My daughter was not alive. It's just... It's like ancient history. It's ancient like it's like the Viet- what the Vietnam War is to us. Worse. It's almost Worse. the Korean War. Yeah. Get 14 years, 76, 14, 62. It's almost the fucking Korean War. Because <laughs> <laughs> let's face it. Vietnam War is fresh history. Yeah, right. Well, I think technically the Vietnam War ended right after... I mean, I was born in 75, the very end of 75, so I think the Vietnam War was technically... Still going, right? Still going, even. Yeah, Korean War... it was in its death throes, I suppose. Korean War ended in 53, technically, so whatever. Uh, Not quite the same. But Vietnam The point is, we're just fucking old, and we still can't quite realize. We still don't fully realize it. You missed the Vietnam War by months. Well, I'll say this. So there are people. There are? Shit. Yes. No. So I went to this Woodstock. (laughs) Where are these fucks? Woodstock Monument. I went to see. I saw saw where the Woodstock happened. Was Was it crowded? Are you uh, talking there was, about? There were people there. Were you talking about the original one or that cool one from the nineties? Not the cool one from the nineties. The okay. original one, and it was like, here is the field where it happened. They're down there. Here was where the stage was. Here was all the people. Like, I was like, oh, this is cool. It's kind of just like I'm standing on these hallowed grounds. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. 
And there were lots of other people there, like checking it out, taking pictures, getting selfies, getting people taking our pictures. Fuck hey, that shit, Woodstock. <laughs> Go on. And uh, and you know, I realized that a lot of these people that aren't that I would not consider much older than you, much older than me. <laughs> Remember going? May have actually been there, (laughs) and it's like what? They're they're your compeers, if you will. Yeah. Fuck, man. (sighs) Well, great. I think it's only appropriate. Well, you had a good time. You relaxed. Yeah, I've relaxed. Took it easy. I'm still taking it easy. That's still my ethos. I've totally adopted it. Um, I hope to stay this way for the rest of my years. We'll see how it goes. However many you have left, not many at this point. But, um, yeah, good, good. Uh, and it was just you and the wife, right? Yep. So that yeah. right there. So, yeah, it was, yeah, totally, yeah. This, this kind of aimless wandering would not work with a car full of kids. Oh, jeez. I just don't see it working. Um, so yeah. So when we can when we can get away, just us, we go in our little uh, micro adventure mode. I don't and know. See That's what not that micro. You went to New Hampshire and Maine from Pennsylvania. I don't think that's micro. And we just kind of wandered there. It's so beautiful. That's beautiful. It was like uh, when we drove to Gettysburg. I'm going to bring Gettysburg up again. Gettysburg it, or Taney well, Town? It was Taney Town, but that was very close to Gettysburg, it turned well, out. Well, Taney Town's in Maryland, though. Okay. We we yeah. made it a point to cross state lines. I mean, you're right. Yes, it's close by, but we wanted to get out of the state. Yeah. So we went to Taney Town, and uh, it was kind of like that trip to Taney Town, only for um, nine, ten days. See, that's the key. You don't do a week because, you know, it's like when you go on vacation and you go. Well, it's it's still kind of a week, right? Like, it's like a weekend and then a whole week. So, like, you know, you get the two weekends a week. That's nine days. Now, granted, it was a little short. The difference, though, is that if it's just a week, Sunday to Sunday, say, you leave Mm -hmm. on a Sunday, you wake up Monday, and it's like you're already counting down to the end of the week. Right. So at least if you have that buffer on both ends. Yeah, no, you're tr- that's true. It's psychologically, it feels, mm-hmm. I mean, it's literally longer, but you don't have that. Because seven days can be fine, but it's just, I don't know. When I, I visualize my vacation, when I right. wake up Monday morning, and it's like, I only have a fucking work week. Yeah. Which, the, granted, um, does feel interminable, so I don't know. Which, which I don't know. For, for me, a work week goes by super quick, and it's I almost don't like it because like, my life is just flashing right. by. A work week is just like, oh, it's Monday. Oh, it's Friday. Oh, it's Monday again. Like, just snap. Just boom. Well, that means you must enjoy it. Yeah, it could be. Or, you know, it's a combination of enjoying it. I definitely enjoy it to a degree, and it's also a combination of just kind of like a routine, and so you're kind of an autopilot. To some degree, it's a combination, I think, of enjoying it and then autopilot. Both, though, there's like a formula somewhere where those are two big uh, factors. See, the key, Brad, is to cultivate a certain degree of misery. And I boredom. think you might be right about that. And it slows time down. Yeah. Because this, 
I'll say this. We got back after this trip, and if we could, it was really like, again, I talked about like going to Mars on top of the mountain. This was like, yes, we just, like, we could have been gone for any length of time. It was very bizarre to come back. It felt like, like the, because again, you travel every day, you're seeing new things, you're moving more. It's just like, uh, you know, a couple days into the trip, it's like, it seems like we've just been on this trip forever. Like this is our life. Like like this is what exists now. Yeah, it has some psychological effect. That when that I don't feel that way. Like when I go, let's say, like to the Outer Banks and just like stay there for a week and get a house. I don't feel that way then. It goes by real quick. It goes by real quick, and it's just kind of like, yeah, we're on vacation here. Let's like enjoy it, and it's cool, and I have fun. But it does tend to go by real quick. Whereas this is like. You know, halfway in, it's just like, oh, I, f- I think we've been gone for maybe three weeks, I right. think. I, and I guess that's the other trick is doing lots of different things that you wouldn't normally do. That also has this expansive quality, a little stretchiness mm-hmm. to time. Yeah. Which is weird because you're having lots of fun. So you would think like time would go zipping by. But since they're new experiences, I think your mind is soaking in so much new information. Right. That it no. just makes it seem dense. Yeah. And and on these trips, you might do, like, you might get up and by the time it's lunch, like, you've already done, like, three things, three touristy things. Right. You went to the top of Mount Washington. You saw Woodstock. A, you saw Woodstock. You had a picnic by a geyser. And it's like, oh, it's 2. It's 2 p.m. now. Okay. They have fucking geysers? What are we going to do now? No, I just kind of threw that Oh, Jesus. They do have some crazy... uh, Like warm springs. Like rock formations and stuff. Like these crazy, like, glaciers and stuff made these crazy, like, curvy rocks, waterfall, like, just swirling water. Like, it's just... I can't even really describe it. Kind of makes you want to puff your chest out a little bit in pride and, like... You know, kind of thumb your nose at the West Coast a little bit. A little bit. A little bit. Just a little bit. It's like, we got something. We got a little bit. We got a little bit. We're not all rolly, soft hills. We got some craggy rocks. Yeah, we definitely do. Yeah, New Hampshire, those White Mountains, they were, it was a little bit like out West. Like, a little bit, mind you. Like, yeah, it was rocky cliffs, some rocks, big rocks that kicking up out of the ground several thousand feet. It's like, Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Didn't know we had that here, but there it is. Oh, whoa. Portsmouth, New Hampshire was really cool. Boy, there's some... I forgot. I did this, too. I'm sorry. Oh, I don't Go mean for to it. ignore your Portsmouth statement. But no, that was pretty much it. I just wanted to throw that in there. But I you... didn't really want to go any further because <laughs> okay. it's just enough. You can stand... When the wind is really going and steady, you can stand at an angle. I just saw this mm-hmm. guy on a Google image search, and uh, you can just kind of lean over into the wind at like a 20 or 30 degree angle, and it holds you up. I think we did that, because it was pretty windy when I went there. Uh, what was so great about Portsmouth? It was just a, had a really cool kind of, again, like kind of hippie vibe. Really nice kind of downtown area full of, yeah, just full of, uh, good folk. Full, full of love. Lots of like little street performers and stuff doing their thing that if you're in the right mood, it's cool. It was nice. I really liked hanging out there. 
The, see, you were there in, uh, you know, late July, early mm-hmm. August time. That's glorious. Yeah. Up there. Oh, yeah. I know. You, you go there. But, you know, <laughs> give it another m- month and a half. Right. No, I'm with you. I know exactly what you mean. And the shower curtain ring guy. Shower Whoa. curtain ring. Know what you mean. Yep, you will feel like a chatty Kathy doll with its ass frozen off. That string you try to yank it out and snap it back, you yank it out, just snaps off because it's like the liquid nitrogen T1000. Just shatters, like dipping a rose into liquid nitro. Yes, it seems nice being there in the summer, but man, that is a brutal life up there. My family lives in northern Vermont. Mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. is a rough fucking life. Yeah, it I is was, just boy, it, it weathers you. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. We were through Vermont too. Beautiful state, beautiful but. country, beautiful country. Don't be there past. September, you might not leave until May. So, uh, is it time for shout-outs? Yes. Fuck yes. Let's move on to some shout-outs, because we actually have a, a couple shout-outs. Well, yeah, we do. We do. The The mailbag has been coming in with a couple letters in it now and again for us. I mean, Which I've- is pretty cool. It's pretty cool. It's good that it's summer because usually when it's winter, even though I'm down here in Virginia, like it gets a little chilly and, you know, we've had so many in the past, I just use them for kindling and I kind of feel bad about that now. So I'm trying not to do that, but it's summer, so I don't Mm -hmm. really have to. I can stay warm without that. So, but I think the most important one, it's since, didn't, was it last time we talked about Joe B? Joe B? It might have been the last episode. It's hard to keep track, especially, you know, since I've gone places. Yeah, you've seen uh, for things. For amount of time that it's impossible to really know. It was last episode that we talked. So I think it's it's apropos of nothing that we... <laughs> um, I'll take the first shout-out, basically. Uh, we got a note from Ashanti W. Long-time listener, first-time caller. Of sorts, you know the deal. I've only listened to all your episodes once, though, because I'm less obsessed than my boyfriend, Joe B. That's why yep. I thought it was important yep. we start off with this yeah. one, because he was killing it last we time. We heard about him last time, mm-hmm. and now the the other the other half, his special lady friend, writes us in here. Um, special lady. It's not special. Although I listen to all of them at work, so I've gotten comments of, quote, are you still listening to those weirdos, end quote, and you're still hacking it up. I thought that nice, fresh Vermont and New Hampshire air would have cleared it out. It's a whole, it's a whole different thing today. Are you still listening to those weirdos, end quote, from various coworkers after explaining the premise and getting weird looks about being on episode 68 or whatever. Anyways, my purpose in writing is twofold. First, thank you. Gutterballs means a lot to us, and through listening to both of you, I've finally come to appreciate a well-crafted, 
albeit in your case, meandering podcast, something I had an aversion to until about seven months ago. Second, all caps now, shout out to Leslie. I feel your pain, even if it's a good pain. All best, Ashanti. I did pass that shout out along to Leslie, Ashanti. Thank you. Um, I mean, we all feel pain. Without pain, there is no joy. Or so they say. Well... Is that really true, or is that just what we say to ourselves? I like pleasure spiked with pain, so sometimes they have to hurt come so at the same good. time. <laughs> come on, baby, make it hurt so good. You are a melon Sometimes freak. love don't feel like it should. You make it. Hurt so good. I we just did a John Mellon camp too. Oh Jesus. <laughs> Is that still hurt so good? <laughs> it was the little guitar flourish. Oh, okay. <laughs> that 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 comes after the chorus there. See, I don't know. That's not necessarily like a very high-pitched mouth horn. Well, that was the problem. That's why it was so kind of off-key you're hard to recognize, because it wasn't okay. high-pitched enough. Touche. Touche. Do some Queen. Do you like some Bohem... Dismilla. We'll, we'll have to let's say that for another episode. I can't do it. Can't we've do we've it. gone through the mouth horn enough in the past, I think. Well, is there really such a thing as enough mouth horn? That's true. We'll we'll organize a get together if you're your kindred spirits. Anyway, thank you, Ashanti, for your note. Um, yeah, it's awesome. It's awesome. We love to hear from fans. I know it's great. We love that your uh, coworkers know you're listening to weirdos. And don't take any guff from those swine. You know. What do they know? They're just card-carrying members of the Square community. Correct. They ain't no gutter freaks. But, so we've come full circle. We got Joe B and Ashanti W. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. It's awesome. Keeps us going. Keeps us going. Uh, You have another shout-out there, Brad? Yeah, we have another one here from uh, Anthony. Anthony! Anthony from Melbourne, Australia. I think it's we have me- a global reach here at Gutterballs. I, I love that. I I think it's Melbourne. I think they say like Melbourne. I think Melbourne? it's a silent R. I think. Okay. Although maybe See, they were fucking with me. Who who was fucking with you? The Australian that I knew. Okay. I don't know. You could just say Melbourne, I guess. I'm gonna stick with the. Uh, Americanized. The Americanized pronunciation. All right. You're probably safer. You're not Australian. Why do you have to pronounce it like they pronounce it? Exactly. Exactly. It would almost be just condescending, I think, for right. me to try to do that. Right. Do you say... When I'm not truly an Australian. München? Deutschland? No. It's fucking Germany, yo. I don't mean to interrupt. Yes, I do. Go ahead. But Anthony says, you guys rock. Thank you so much. I never thought that such a cool idea like yours could come to fruition that had not occurred to me, Brad and Adam. (laughs) There it is, the Lebowskis. The Lebowskis. He's fluent. We love this film like a religion, and to have so much awesomeness like gutter balls on the net just rocks, man. Far out. My thinking on this has become very clear. Hopefully it's the strict drug regimen. And we actually have... So, yeah, so thank you. 
Anthony. Thanks for representing Australia. Carrying the flag for all those Australian listeners. A brother from down under. I just made that wasn't very good. Keep I listening. Apologize. You know, you got to uh, spread the gospel down there in Australia. We want to. I want to hear from some more Australians. Let's get somebody from Perth. Yeah, if you're down there listening, shoot us a line. We want to know. Come on, Sydney people. You got we that know cool... you're out there. I look at the stats. I see some yeah, downloads I see down, there, down, down there. Down there. Mm-hmm. That's happening. I want somebody from where that uh, you know crazy looking building is on the water, Sydney. The Sydney Opera House. That's it. Yeah. That's what it that is. Yep. You know what it looks like. Looks like a big sailboat. So I think we have one more shout out. Okay. Unless I'm missing one, but I think there's one more. Just this is from Matt. And he says, hey, guys, love the pod. It's the perfect. I'm going to start all over again. Hey, guys, love the pod. It's the perfect companion for insomnia. <laughs> I watched Inherent Vice the other day, and it seemed to me Lebowski comparisons are inevitable. Any thoughts? Thanks, Matt. You know, I did. Yeah. I we did. talked about Inherent Vice briefly when the trailer was out, I believe. Because I love me some PTA. We, but, and we uh, did have talk about Paul Thomas Anderson a lot on here, at least we have in the past. And, uh, yeah, the trailer, you know, I haven't seen the movie, though. Have you seen Inherent Vice? I, I promised Matt that we would try to watch it before. Yeah, I think um, I would really, I'm dying to see it. Yeah, I, so I, I think will soon, um, maybe even before the next episode, although that's a, that's a tall order. It's a tall order, but I think soon... We're going to have to, both Adam and I, you know, I think we're going to have to watch this. and Yeah, definitely. There can we'll be no doubt. We'll have to do a whole, uh, yeah, I'm sure it'll dominate most of a discussion of some minute. Thus requiring us to make like a second episode about the same minute. Maybe. That's <laughs> that's a little crazy, though. It's a little crazy. Little. It's You know what, though? It's just enough crazy that... Just might work. Just might work. You know, if you have not noticed, listener, the title of this episode, Ooh. this would normally be episode 102. 102? But this isn't episode 102. This is episode 101A. It's kind of like, you know, when you're driving and there's like the, you know, the, the, the highway, you can take like Route 100 or you can take Route 100 business. We're now on 101A. It's getting down to business. business. Yep. It's the get down to business after we spend 40 minutes talking about my vacation to New England. <laughs> so, now, should it be... Should it be 101B? Is 101 regular? 101A implied? And should this be 101 I've thought about that. Fuck it. It's just 101A. It's I can't be worried about that shit. Life goes on, man. Oh, I guess I'm looking at the title of it. It's 101A. So, yeah. Yeah, too late. It's 101A. So, why did you put the C back? Anyway. Um, <laughs> that's some Bush League psych out stuff, Adam, that you're why? playing in the Google Doc right now. <laughs> oh, you noticed because it turned pink or something, right? It didn't. I just noticed because God I got it. rid of it because it was like, bleh. Anyway. The, uh, yeah, episode 101A. Because we, you know, we hinted at this last episode, I think. Before we uh, PD'd the episode, um, 
that, you know, we, well, one, we spent so much time on revisits last time. And also we had a lot of discussion about Walter and Donnie and, you know, this minute is just so jam packed full of stuff. We really only got halfway through it and we can't give such short thrift to the Jesus and his second appearance in the film. Short shrift. Short. Did I say short? What did I say? I think you said short, say short thrift. thrift? <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Close enough. I also put the C back. In <laughs> I don't know so. why that's so funny to me. <laughs> I had never heard short shrift until the year 2011. Oh, you know that because you wrote it in your diary. August 8th, 2011. Why the Today fuck? I was introduced. <laughs> Are you reading to short my diary? Shrift. You know what? You. It's not my secret diary, though. That's just no. the one I leave around for people to find. Exactly. It's the one you publish on the internet. Yeah, exactly. You have a Tumblr. <laughs> Adams. Next to all your I pictures can't. of David Duchovny. Your dreamy <laughs> pictures of David Duchovny. Well, they're mostly of him dressed as Denise. I was going to say, you have a lot of David Duchovny as Denise pictures. We both put occasional, our... like, Fox Mulder, <laughs> sexy Fox Mulder with his shirt off, artistic representations. And then you have, you know, uh, when you hear certain everyday phrases for the first time, like short shrift, shrift, shrift. Um, well, me and David put our pantyhose on one leg at a time, if you know what I mean. Not really. <laughs> Well, so I that, have that whole fucking show mesmerized, man. I, I know you do. It's um, crazy. It's all that brain space could be used for other things. For Warm. nothing, though. Nothing's better than that. Okay. It's all Lebowski, Twin Peaks, and Star Trek. The only three things that really matter in life. Little Star Wars in there, peppered in, just as a yeah. seasoning. A little bit of Star Wars. And now I've been making some room, clearing it out to put some, you know, a little bit of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, the MCU, if you will. Eraser head a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. I gotta erase my head a little bit. Exactly. <laughs> uh so any but one oh one A we realized that we'd not covered enough ground, so that's why it was really important to have a one oh one A and just immediately get down to business in it. Which is exactly what we're doing right now. Right. Just get down to business. Just do it. Just do it. Do the shit. The imp- all we, the important sh- shit. Should we get people uh, psyched out like we are? Should we play the second half of this minute for them? We should play something. I think we should play the... Uh, let's play the, 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 the Jesus dialogue. Let's just do it. All right. Well, we'll, I'll, here, we'll play something. We'll play something. Play something. Go. Play it. Uh, yeah. Should be a piece of cake. I mean, I had a dumb 16 jack going out of Abrams' fucking tank. Me and Charlie, eyeball to eyeball. Yeah. That's fucking combat. The man in the black pajamas, dude. Worthy fucking adversary. Who's in pajamas, Walter? Shut the fuck up, Donnie. Whereas what we have here, a bunch of fig eaters wearing towels on their head trying to find reverse on a Soviet tank. This this is not a worthy hey! adversary. What's this day of rest shit? What's this bullshit? I don't fucking care. It don't matter to Jesus. But you're not fooling me, man. You might fool the fox in the league office, but you don't fool Jesus. It's Bush League psycho stuff. Laughable, man. <laughs> I would have fucked you in the ass Saturday. 
I'll fuck you in the ass the next Wednesday instead. Woo! You got a day Wednesday, baby! Well, there you have it. Uh, it's like uh, double mint gum. You played the whole minute. Whole fucking minute. I had you to. You just got to. I sure. had to. Uh, now, first, though, before we get into the minute directly, I have some revisits. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, there's two Martys in this movie, Brad. Yes. We never mentioned that, I don't think. Did we? <laughs> I don't know. I don't no. think we did. I can't keep track. I have no I idea. big board, things we've mentioned. That and would... every time we mention something to add, uh, let's just pretend we haven't mentioned it. Sure, let's go on. You'd look like two a Martys. serial killer with newspaper clippings and strings going from one side of the room to the other side of the room. And red markers circling shit and little pig bones hanging from the ceiling. Don't make a big board. Anyway, there's Cynthia and Marty Ackerman who are out on vacation and Walter's watching Thurston the dog. And then there's Marty, the dude's landlord. Is the dude's Mm -hmm. landlord Marty Ackerman? I don't think so. I don't think so. That's why he specified Ackerman. So that would explain why it's so awkward because he feels compelled. I have a, Steven, you know Steven. He's been on the show. He says this. He's got a friend Dave and he always says my friend Dave just in case because my brother's name is Dave. It's like mm-hmm. you know, so he's always like my friend Dave. So I think Walter's doing that same sort of thing like he says Marty Ackerman just so it's not confused with Marty the landlord. Yeah, it could be. So it took two years, two and a half years, but I think we can put that to rest. Because I remember you having a problem with how he was like, Marty Ackerman. Yeah, I did have a problem. It did Cynthia seem and weird. And so maybe that's it. Maybe we so, can't put it to rest, but I'm floating It's that interesting that you bring this up now, dude. Okay. Why because is that? Because it just so happened on this trip. Oh, Jesus. We you said passed it, an establishment. Yeah. And you know how sometimes an establishment might be named after the proprietor. It'll say, like, Adam's Ribs. Or it might just be called Adam's. I once made a menu for Charlene's. a restaurant called Adam's Rib. But singular rib. There you go. We sell That's one it. at a time. So this place was called Mottie's. Mottie's? Mottie's. How do you spell that? M-O-T-T-Y. Hmm. Okay. That's and weird. actually, I'm going to give a shout out to my wife. You may know her. Her name is <laughs> Christine. She was just the one that caught it. She was like, oh, my God, it's called Marty. Hey, Marty. Marty's. Hey, Marty. And I was like, oh, shit. And I wanted to grab a picture of it, but I couldn't quite get it. We'd like already passed it. But I knew we were going to be coming back down this road. Right. I was like, okay, I'll get it when we come back down. God forbid you drive 300 miles and you're 20 feet past it and you can't stop and turn around. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, you so are... I never took a picture of it on the way back. I totally forgot both of us did, You I guess, are quite but... possibly the laziest dude in all of Pennsylvania. Hey, I'm just trying to take it easy, man. <laughs> so, yeah. Marty. Right. So there are was. some Mottis out there. There are some Mottis out there. I just Googled it right now. Baby Center. 
Um, there it is. Baby names, Madi, gender, boy, origin. If you have information about this name, share it in the comments area below. You must. Be the first you must. to post a comment. Oh, I you think must. you're right. How can you not? The name of the dude, the dude calls his landlord Marty by this name. Right. His name Marty. is Marty, though. Martin. Right. Was Marty just, is that an action? I don't know. Right. I feel like I might just be being really ignorant now, but is that maybe just, like, oh, okay. That's what I thought. And now there it is. Yeah. It is like a, it's like a Hebrew. Well, I don't know. What? Marty? Yeah, it looks like it's a Hebrew name. I thought it would be like the dude's name is Phil Mott or something, and everybody called him Motty. You know, right? No, it's, it seems like it's uh, it's Hebrew, so it's probably from again like a like a Jewish community. Hmm. Interesting. Three thousand years of beautiful tradition. Beautiful tradition, Motty. Because if I look at the Google searches, there's a lot of like. It'll have, it has the name, but then it has it like written in Hebrew and stuff like that hmm. next to it. Well, there you go. Moving right along. Unless you add more. Nope. That, well, that was it about Mahdi. And so, yeah. So you said there's two. Um, well, two Martys. Two Martys. And All I right. just I was just floating it out there. Like, is the dude's landlord actually marty ackerman but no because just no <laughs> that's not cynthia's new husband i don't think walter would go to his performance his cycle yeah that's true plus they're on vacation he wouldn't be there to do, give a performance anyway yeah we don't know how long they're on vacation yeah, that's true, but he still has the dog at the end of the movie although there could be multiple trips i always assumed it was multiple trips because he they doesn't went. bring it to the performance in Larry Sellers. True. Oh. True that. Um, I'm going to go way back now. I was looking... So we've got the triumvirate here. The dude, Walter, Donnie, sitting down. Donnie just bowled a not strike. Nine pins he got. One's left up. He goes and sits down. We see them now. We're kind of dollying into them. We're getting closer. We're pushing in. Cameras moving closer to them, you know. And I was looking at all these extras in the background, hanging out in the uh, shitty dive bar in the bowling alley. And I was trying to like scrub through different scenes in the movie and see if I recognized any of the same background actors, mm -hmm. just because mm -hmm. you know they did this all in like a clump. But I didn't. I mean, I didn't look at everybody, but I couldn't see anybody from previous scenes hanging out back there. So either they mixed them up with different outfits or they had different people for different scenes, but they did a good job of mixing up the background extras. That might, yeah, that might just be a, I don't know, right? Because I haven't like tried to study other movies this closely, but that could be a, uh, maybe that's a, that's a typical like kind of extras casting thing, right? Like you're cast for this scene, like that's it. Yeah, I mean, unless you're there's... extra for for the Wednesday night bowling tournament, you're not. Oh, I'm sure the extra for the Thursday round robin, even though like they're filmed like back to back or whatever. And even though they're like 
way in the background, out of focus, barely mm-hmm. see him. It's like, nope, can't have you there. It's a different time. Sorry. Definitely. And that's, I guess, the casting director and the second unit director working in concert to make that happen. Mm-hmm. But what I did see, and I put this in the doc, is the, uh, remember the blue vest guys with the red sleeves from the beginning montage? <laughs> Right after I'm, the, I'm just going to say yes. Well, you know, after the dude gets his head dunked and boom, title comes up. La, 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 man and me comes on and we're just, it's just this slow-mo epic montage of all the different right. bowlers. I, I just feel like, and maybe it wasn't that, maybe it was a, the next scene after that, but there's the pinkies, the, right. the blueies, the, pinkies. the smokies have their outfits on. Obviously, Jesus and Liam and whoever the other guy is, they're wearing purple. You know, there's these teams, and they, a lot of them have this, like, cohesive look. You know, they wear, right. they, they've got a uniform, almost. It's like they're a gang. And I say that because, two reasons. Roderick on the line was talking about the Warriors, which I just saw not too long ago, because, remember a couple years back, I tweeted at, uh, Beatro, right. yeah, about wet streets and why, especially at night, streets are wet when they do mm-hmm. it. And he responded back. He's like, "Watch the Warriors, then you'll know." I still had to deduce a little bit. He didn't tell me the answer, but I, fi- I think we got it pretty much. You know, gives more visual interest to the frame and whatever. But anyway, it struck me as I saw these blue vest, orange sleeved guys walking around. This bowling alley and all these teams are like little gangs. It's it's very similar to the Warriors, where they even have a cohesive look. And it's like they stick together. They got each other's backs. They're like getting in fights and shit. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's all. No big no, deal. Exactly. But the, but they got them walking in the background. You barely see them. They just kind of walk by. And this is from, you know, an hour ago, movie time, at least. So it was cool. Cool little detail. They had them on set. So here's uh so I went back yeah to the beginning to that montage back to where it all begins as you were referencing it uh-huh. and I noticed did we talk about this oh boy I, we probably did but did we talk about the fact that Liam is in that montage hell yeah he's got his belly sticking out there yeah yeah we talked about the fact that was Liam cuz I totally forgot did we mention specifically that that was Liam? If we didn't mention it, that was a huge fucking omission on our part. Yeah, that would be terrible. I feel like I did not know that. If I knew that, I'd for- I had forgotten it. Shit. I d- that was a long time ago, man. That or that a- could have been when we talked about him at the New England Playhouse, for all I know. Fuck uh, yeah, it, I feel like we should I can't have. keep this shit straight. Me either. If we didn't, our apologies to everybody that's fucking amateurish but yeah that's liam with his belly sticking out and his waistband there and he does the little shimmy the little dance back and forth Mm -hmm. the little twist he does the twist basically come on again (laughs) (laughs) jesus um and i don't know if we explicitly mentioned this but at 9945 right after Donnie rolls the ball. He gets all the pins down. You're just down revisiting one. the whole movie. 
You're like, let's get, let's even go back and mention everything we've forgotten from the this beginning to the just end. just from the previous minute, or, yeah, from the previous minute. It's not that far back. Oh, I yeah, guess it is. I got confused again with how time works. See, 99, <laughs> you know, 100, yeah. it's, 100 is not an hour and a half. 50 right. minutes, that's what it, no, that doesn't work either. I, 100 minutes should be two hours, because 50 minutes is an hour. That's how no, I feel that's like not it, how should it should work. work. 99 minutes. God 99 colon 45. After that comes 1 colon 00 colon 00. So 99. Right now we're at 1 colon 40. So 99 was like 41 minutes ago. Yes. Yes. That's right. Right. Maybe. Fuck. God damn it. An hour and 40. Hour and 40. What? Anyway, Donnie, ninety nine forty five. The pins rolling around. What? 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 We see him, and he's upset and concerned, and it previsages his, you know, coming heart attack, his impending heart attack there. But the audio, you can hear Walter droning on about Vietnam in the background. Mm-hmm. And as yeah. Donnie's having his little moment, it all goes echoey. Right. For a little bit, he's kind of lost in the aural soup. Yeah. No, exactly. It goes echoey and it's slowed down. Echoey, slowed down, and it's like all stretchy. I just don't know if we made that uh, audio note. It's just another way. they So they reinforce this sort of like uncomfortableness, you know, foreshadowing his demise. Visually, right. they did it with the pin and him kind of holding his arm in his hand and kind of rubbing it but they did it orally too with this like stretchy sort of trippy echoey sound like he's like everything kind of came to a, a halt and he's he's alone in the muck and the mire as we're visual note now okay actually that's all the revisits I think we can and technically, the the Warriors reference with the uniforms and shit, that was not a revisit. That was current. Okay. Okay, so give me some fucking credit, man. I'll give you a little. But like what's a, the dude putting on his fingernail? If you what? tell me that, I'll give you all the credit in the fucking world. The best I could come up with, and I don't like it, is that he is applying a little coke nail for himself. Like he's putting on a fake nail and he's gluing it on with that shit because he doesn't have long fingernails. But I don't like that because, number one, I don't think the dude does coke. No, I don't think he does coke. He, he's not, That's not his generation's drug of choice. It, yeah, it's not his style, man. He doesn't dig that style. And... It's on his bowling hand, you know, careful, that's my bowling hand. So he wouldn't be fucking around with his thumb on his right hand. Right. So I, it's some type of enamel to like strengthen his nails so he doesn't like chip them in the bowling ball. But he's like only doing it to his thumbnail. Yeah, I don't know. And he's so precise with it. And there's you can see the little package. Like, you see Walter's cigarettes there, and then there's the package, which presumably this little 
container of enamel or whatever came out of. But the package is way too big to just house that little vial of stuff. That's why I thought maybe it was like press on nails because it's a big package and you would have like, you know, like the foil packs of gum, but like they have little press on nails in there because there's more to it than just that Mm -hmm. little bottle that we see. I wish I fucking knew. I'm going to have to ask somebody who knows things. I should ask Leslie. You that my wife, you might know her. Right. She knows about these things. I don't well, it's it, she gets manis and petties. The foots and the toes and the nails and the fingers. Should I go get her? But how but well, I guess the question is what how does this relate to bowling though? Well, maybe it doesn't. It might be unrelated to bowling. Well, how does, uh, how does that not relate to me, dude. How does Thurston relate to bowling? He doesn't, you know? How does having your handgun relate to bowling? It doesn't, you know? It might just be something else. What did he just get done doing? Confronting the titular Lebowski. Yeah. He also got fucked up by the chief of police. He had sex with Maud. Did he burn his fingernail on the little end of a joint or something? And he's, like, repairing it? I don't know, man. I don't know, yeah. Did he rip his fingernail off in the titular Lebowski's wheelchair as they were putting him back in? Maybe Thurston bit him, or maybe the titular Lebowski bit him? I don't know. Yeah, there's no... I can't tell you. Oh, well. Oh, well. If anyone knows, let us know. Please, please let us know. He's brushing it on there. But he's going weird ways, though. That's the thing. Like, I've done my share of fingernail painting, Brad. And he's going, like, side... Like, you gotta go with the grain. You gotta go go cuticle to end. And he's going sideways. He's going every which way but loose. Well, he's not even, so I'm watching it again. He's not really even just putting it on the nail. He's putting it, like, all around his thumb. Like, he's putting it. Can you really tell that? Oh, he's putting it on his knuckle. Like, he's putting it on the skin around his thumb. Like, he's putting it almost at a 90-degree angle to where his nail would be. So It ma- must be some kind of bowling finger lubricant, finger grip something. Well, I would say it's probably a protective measure because you bowl so much maybe the skin gets raw but wouldn't you just have a blister there then so you think it's like slippery well i don't know i said slippery but i was thinking well maybe it's the opposite right it's a grip or maybe it's just protective like you said to keep the skin from getting cracked and rubbing off This is going to be something that we should not research as we're doing a no, radio show. It's not. So let's stop. Oh, well, I'm going to stop doing it because that's what I'm. That's what I've been doing. So as um, we as we do, so get this, I got two visual notes here. As we as we dolly in here, if you look at Johnny Number Five's left eye, which is on our right, so they're dollying in. Right, they have a huge dolly with a. Big-ass camera on it. There's a camera operator on the dolly. There's a focus puller on the dolly. There's probably another guy, like, wrapping cables as the dolly gets closer. It's a big operation to do this shot, 
as they get closer. And if you look at Johnny number five's left eye, first of all, his right eye is hanging down all crazy, which I don't know if it's just broken down and in disrepair or, and I'm at an hour 40 yeah. and 16 now or thereabouts. Well, the other but, one is if you where what's your time code again? Well, I'm at an hour 40, 16, 18 in that region. So if you keep going through, like the angle changes, you'll see there's one of those eyes in the other socket. It's just further back. Is it like something adjustable to like somehow like focus on whatever's below it? Yeah, but it's it looks like it's just hanging there. If you go back to like an hour and 40, 13, 140, 13, it just seems like it's hanging down. And it may have been showing too much of the reflection of crew. Because that's right. getting to my point. As we get close, if you watch that eye, the one that is mostly in the screen, go to like an hour and 40, right at hour and 40, 22, 23, you can see the front platform of the dolly start to enter the reflection of mm. that bulb. Yeah. And then as we settle... Right at 27, 28, 29, you can see somebody kind of leans into the frame with like a boom or something. It kind of sneaks into the our right side of that light bulb thing. That's one. I don't know what it is, but it's it's part of that dolly system that kind of like, whoop, they kind of lean in. And also... And this is important. Right at the same time, if you look at the column, the shiny silver column between the two MGDs, two oat sodas, mm-hmm. which are pretty nicely spaced. I don't know if there's a little cup holder there, but nicely spaced. Nice symmetry there. But yeah, if you look on the right side of that shiny column, you see Donnie get up and stand up and kind of move. He stands up, starts walking right at an hour, 40, 31. Oh, yeah. Right as the Jesus, you can hear him in the background go, hey, which let me say is not a very convincing hey, because well, I'll tell you what, the, it's looped. But Johnny does stand up. That's what I'm saying. He does stand up. Because in the next time you see him, he's not he's in sitting it. in the same place. He's in a different chair. I'm just saying. So it's like, actually, like it's perfect. You can see perfect. him move. Right. Good job. You know, he's not in the frame, but they still made it a point. To have him stand up and move because you can see it in this reflection. So there's an example of like, if he didn't stand up and move and he wasn't in that little reflection, we that's not something you would notice. It, there's probably there's a term for this, you know. It's uh, I don't know. Proof right. of badness is not the same as lack of proof of unbadness or. <laughs> Right. I, I can't imagine a worse way to we say might that. Be saying, oh, why is he sitting in a different place now? Right. Right. They 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 cut to the they cut to the Jesus cut back and now Donnie's sitting in a different chair. What the fuck's up with that? Oh right. well. Well, no, really, on, he moves. We're on you the Jesus for a while. Examine the reflection in the chrome of that thing holding up the score Baduka. Johnny number 5. Him. Right, he moves. But we would just say, because we do cut to the Jesus, so we would just be like, well, when the Jesus came, he probably got up and moved back. You know? Right. It, it doesn't exactly, it's not like it's a, it does, the action doesn't match. Right, right. But 
So it's fine from that regard, but it is kind of like strange. They went out of their way to motivate it for some fucking reason. Uh, meanwhile, all of the other shit that we've seen, which is even weirder, like they could have gotten away without having him stand up and move. Mm-hmm. They decided to do it this time. So it just goes back to my thing. Like, wh- how are they making these decisions about what's important and what's not? I don't understand. Can I please ask them? Joel, Ethan, please. Just tell me. I know they're listening. I think they would say, just take it easy, man. <laughs> yeah, but they weren't taking it easy. They were hyper about this. They were so anal retentive about this. Maybe. What do you mean, maybe? You don't see him stand up and move. You just see a slight reflection well, that only assholes that like us ever it's notice. It's not like they said, okay... Steve, you have to move during this part because you hear the yelling. You kind of get afraid. You move back. Even though the camera is not on you, we might see you in this reflection of this chrome pole. Like, How do you know what happened? How do you know like that? They had, you know, they performed the scene and, and he got up and moved. Yeah. Even though he's not necessarily on camera, he's still in character. Okay. But he's. We never see him stand up and move, and it's not ever a part of one continuous shot where we see him stand up and move. Well, they could have shot this in one shot, though, maybe. Maybe. Or some of it, you know, to some degree. Different takes, and maybe they did, maybe, yeah. Like, it could have been a whole shot of, you know, eyeball to eyeball, hey, what's this stuff? And then, like, they're... Yeah. You know, looking, they react to it, right? That's all done in one Mm -hmm. take. Okay. It gets cut later, you know, they insert the, 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 you know, they insert Turturro and his shot later. I see what you're saying. Yeah, sure. All right. Yeah, because it's one shot. He knows as soon as Walter says, as soon as he says, try to find reverse on a Soviet tank, that's my cue. I get up, I move, change seats. Although, why do they even bother having him change seats now he's in the background like he's starting to recede away from them yeah he well he needs to be uh yeah they need to be he he needs the walter and the dude to be between him and the jesus yeah but he's standing up before the jesus says hey maybe he was standing up to do something the jesus says hey tony then sits down out of fear maybe maybe he was gonna go use the bathroom I was talking about it from the Cohen's perspective as filmmakers, though. It's like they're they're pushing Donnie away now. More symbolism, if you right. will. Right, no. Well, I think it has to do with, again, him being more of a, you know, he's not front and center for this action. Yeah, yeah. And, again, he is kind of a, I don't know. Yeah, like he would kind of behind those two and I, he's behind them in a lot of scenes like in the other he's always shot behind them. of in this yeah in the shot of the uh <laughs> um in the first shot with the jesus he's behind yep. them he's behind them um, with smoky you know, and the gun he's cowering on the top of the table yeah. behind them and looking at the next scene they're coming out of the uh bowling and walter's talking about Whatever the hell he's talking about, that's going to have to be something we dive into next week. But again, he's behind them. He's yeah. always behind them. True. But he doesn't start out behind them for once, you know? Maybe he's feeling right. a little uh, insecure, a little like he wants some 
reassurances, so he sits right next to Walter for a second. And then he's like, oh, well, I'll assume my position behind them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Walter and the dude have drank exactly the same amount of beer. <laughs> like, exactly. It's just perfectly even beer. It's beer perfectly bottles. Perfectly even beer. I would imagine Walter sucks his beers down a little faster than the dude. Well, maybe the dude started earlier. This is like the one moment in which the beer, the different beer consumption rates result in the same amount of beer. Sometimes the beers align. Yes. This is one of those times. Sometimes there's a beer. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, I got something else here. This one's a little funky. You're going to need to listen to it. I should probably throw this into the show so other folks can hear it too, which I will I will do. So let's let's all listen to it together. You start by going to 100 whatever that means colon 02. Actually back up farther than that. Go to like 9956 or something and just listen. Close your eyes and listen to Walter paying special mm-hmm. attention to when he says, you know. All right. Okay, here we go. Very different from fighting in Canopy Jungle. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was a foot soldier before, whereas this thing should, uh, you know, should be a piece of cake. Whereas this thing should, uh, you know, should be a piece of cake. Whereas this thing should, uh, you know, should be a piece of cake. Whereas this thing should, uh, you know, whereas this thing, you know, Whereas this thing, you know, whereas this thing, you know, whereas this thing should, uh, you know, should be a piece of cake. That is a curious, you know, (laughs) isn't it? It was recorded at a different time and different place, even maybe than the rest of his dialogue. And again, you don't notice it Mm -mm. unless you really go into a heavy meditative state. You know, I did notice, though, I mean, obviously, it's looped, but it's like two layers down the rabbit hole. It's it's a different loop than the other loopedness, because I'm pretty sure all of this is looped, because if you do the same exercise, we don't have to do it right now, but if you listen to the Jesus say, hey, he says it off screen, mm-hmm. that is also looped weirdly from the rest of the Jesus's dialogue. And I will also say is that Jesus is freaking out on them, and Liam is trying somewhat adorably to hold the Jesus back. It is adorable. (laughs) Um, You can see him, like, the Jesus freaks out and flails his arms. You can see Liam is, like, saying shit. His lips are moving, like, he's saying shit. But they just had the Jesus loop all his dialogue, I'm pretty sure. I mean... He's saying shit, Yeah, man. maybe you're right. I mean, I didn't notice his lips moving. I, what is he now doing? Now I've looked at it <laughs> He's just going, red, 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 with his lips. It's just more like, yeah. Hey, 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 hey. Come on, come on, come on. Hey, 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 come hey, on, hey. On. Yeah, you know? like, it's just kind of like, he's just kind of being like, uh, yeah, making those kind of just gestures. Like, hey, man, come on. Hey, come hey, on. hey, 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 hey. But he's not, hey. the no sound like, is coming no, out. But, no, but, but it's like so inaudible, right? Like, I've... I don't know. I think that's... No, you'd hear it. You'd hear it. Well, 
I mean, I, no, I mean, it's so inaudible, even if you were there in the room, if you were Jesus, you wouldn't hear it. I'm saying that they have a, th- a boom mic that costs thousands and thousands of dollars. It would pick it up. You would hear it. But I'm saying no sound is actually coming out of his lips. Yes. He's just kind of like, he's it's not- one of those things where his mouth is kind of <laughs> moving not- while he's thinking the he's- words. Oh, no, Brad, come on. That's You're trying just, too hard, man. No, I mean, I'm in that. I find myself in that situation all the time, especially a tense situation like this where my Jeez. compere is threatening to like threatening castration. Not like this. You're reaching, man. You're reaching. God bless you, but you're reaching. I mean, I'll say I noticed his lips. Here's what I will say I noticed his lips moving. I didn't think anything of it. I wasn't like, oh, they like cut out his dialogue. He's talking. Well, they did. I didn't think that. I was just like, oh, yeah, his lips are moving. But like he's just moving his lips kind of in like a lips. <laughs> yeah, I'm, like, I'm agreeing with you kind of a thing, but not actually saying anything. All right, buddy. Did you know that the Jesus has. I see. I but I just don't agree with you at all. He's yeah, making noises. They just didn't use the wild track. They didn't use the sound they recorded on set. I'm saying he redid that. Well, tell me this then. All yeah, right, I'm ready. The the meticulousness of the Cohen brothers. So you're saying Liam had dialogue in this scene. I'm not. And, no. they, and he he lipped synced this dialogue, or he said this dialogue on set. But then they decided just not to include the audio of it. I'm exactly saying that because Liam James Hoosier has never been in another movie after this one. He's not a good actor, even if you look at him. Like, well, that's true. I love him to death, but he was probably trying to like, hey, 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 and it sounded like, oh my god, we can't use this. He really is bad. That's why he doesn't right. say shit in the whole movie. Right. You know, well, or the same way, even his way, he's kind of like putting his arm out in front of the Jesus in some kind of it's half-hearted not- <laughs> style and kind of like smirking while he's doing it. But then at the same time, it's not good. But the Jesus is so over the top that it doesn't matter. Like it balances out. It finds stasis. There's an equilibrium that's found because Torturo is just such a maniac in this scene. Mm-hmm. Do you think that if we're going to go with the idea that this actor is bad, you're going to go, maybe he was just mouthing um, John Turturro's dialogue a bit. Again, like- <laughs> kind of like in his head, like watching him deliver it and kind of mouthing it. Cause like he knows it by heart from doing the scene so many times. I think that's a great fucking idea. I think that's very possible. Yeah. And you, you know that they were just like, uh, and they probably couldn't get him to stop, you know? <laughs> right, right. It's like, oh, what did we do? Like, I know we went to college with this guy. We love him, but man. And then probably, like, people call up. It's like, hey, that Liam guy from Big Lebowski. And they call whoever the <laughs> casting director is. And they're like, yeah, uh-uh. <laughs> Don't do it. You'll regret it. Because I was thinking earlier this evening, it's like, I should call up James Hoosier and see if he'll be in my movie. But there's a reason he has one credit on IMDb. Well, I think if you called him up, he might be in your movie. Oh, he definitely would. I'm saying I wouldn't want him. (laughs) 
I don't know about that. Yeah, I know. You're always up for like exploring the outer reaches of whatever, be it suckiness or okay. darkness. You know, you 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 call me a man of extremes, but you are equally as extreme. Maybe so in slightly you're different going arenas. To make a film. You're making a short film. I know that it you gets could have pump. a I know. guy I, I that appeared it. in Big Lebowski. I get it. In that film, you're like, no, I'm not going to do that. If it's at the expense of the quality of my film, I'm just doing it for eyeballs, and I didn't really care, sure. But if he's that horrible, that he just mouths other people's lines, why would I want him in my movie, other than publicity? It depends. Am I just making a movie? Just have a beer with him, man. Well, then I would just call him up and see if he wants to get a beer, you know? Well, Next he time would say no to that. Why? He's just not going to have beers with... Fucking gutter freaks. Hey, 101A episodes. He might. That gives us some some creed. Creed. You never know. Well, see, now I'm thinking we could call him, have him on the episode, but you just fucking bitch talked him so much. <laughs> you threw so much fucking shade, as the young people say. I guess like, we can't call I him guess now. We can't. We, that, that ship has kind of sailed. Shit. Well, we could cut it out. <laughs> I could pretend like I really think he's awesome. Would that be better? I can't. I'm not going to no, do it. I we're think he's be not true. good. I just so, think he's not good. Otherwise, he'd have more credits. Like he's amusing. Maybe, in this movie. He, maybe he wasn't interested in more. Maybe, maybe he had not. a taste of Hollywood. Maybe he was not. like, ah, "It's not for me." Don't get me wrong. I think he's one of my top fifteen characters in this movie. I think that he is a perfect sidekick to the Jesus. I really enjoy his presence, but I just have a suspicion that he's not a very good actor. That's all. And there's nothing wrong with that. They worked around it just fine. In end of the day, he adds something to the movie, but you know, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, look at what he's doing there. He's not, <laughs> he's not very good. Oh, you know, I feel bad about it, but I'm just calling it like I see it, man. I don't hate What's the guy this or bullshit? What's this day of rush? But now here, but what I was getting at, he's holding him back. They're, they're, uh, my contention is they're manufacturing all these sounds. They're looping his dialogue. They're eliminating Liam's dialogue. By looping, I mean the Jesus's, obviously. They're eliminating Liam's dialogue. But if you look right at, well, look, if you listen right to at, 100 colon 39. That's just how I'm doing it now. Mm-hmm. The Jesus flicks his arms out, thrusts them out straight. And this is after, like, like he, he flails his arms up to get Liam off him. And then he, I don't care. It don't matter to Jesus. And he shoves his arm out straight. And mm-hmm. there's a whoosh, like almost like a superhero-esque, like capey sound effect when he thrusts his arms out. As if he's uh, moving well, them faster than the speed of sound. Interesting. I don't fucking care. It don't matter to Jesus. But you're not fooling me, man. It don't matter to Jesus. 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 To Jesus. To Jesus. To Jesus. To Jesus. I kind of hear what sounds like a, uh, like kind of like an audio distortion. 
almost like when he puts his arms forward. And I know this isn't the case, but it sounds like almost as if like, you know, if you had like a lavalier mic on and like it kind of like rubbed the shirt against it almost. It would distort then. Yeah, I that's what I hear, that kind of like distortion. It's not. It's too smooth for that. Trust me, I hear a lot of lavalier microphone right. distortions all the time. And it doesn't sound like that because it it peaks out, you know, and goes and crackles, you know, and this is very smooth. Right. It, I mean, it, it, I know what you mean. It does sound like that. Like as you would imagine, it would sound like it kind of rubbing against the inside of his clothing or something, but it doesn't actually sound like that. It sounds awful. And this is very like, it sounds like a flaming Dukes of Hazard arrow. Like, you know, when they used to put the dynamite and like, it's on fire they would have used those more often. It's like Kit not using his fucking laser. It's like you established that that asshole had a laser that he could like laser shit. Well, I think that was only in toward in the later seasons, wasn't it? But who cares? Use it every time there's a problem. Just well, la- I think laser he did. the shit. But he didn't. He used it like maybe twice. I don't think so. I think. Well, I don't know. We'd have oh, to go. He didn't. I use feel like that. once then, like the last season where like he had a laser and stuff, because they had to. Okay, let's make it. How do we keep this new and fresh? It's like, oh well, now he has like these foils come out the side. He goes in like turbo mode, and these tall foils can kind of like come out the side. He looked pretty and badass. He has a little laser that like comes up, but like. How, were you a fan they of They had it? to use that in every episode, just like, oh, like in The Incredible Hulk with Bill Bixby. It's like, okay, fine. I'm going to watch 40 minutes of this show just to get to the point at the end where he finally turns into the Hulk. It's kind of like, okay, I'm going to watch Knight Rider till it get to the point where it's like, shit, all right, Kit, use the laser. Like, it, like It was like the thing. Like It had to be in every episode almost. I don't think that's true. I think he used the fucking lasers one time, two at the most. Then they blew the whole special effects budget. Right. Something. It was like 1980. Well, by that point, it was probably like 1986. Were you a fan of the foils? Did you appreciate his new look? I thought it was pretty badass. I think I did, yeah. And I mean, I think in retrospect, I might be more suspicious of it, but... Who cares? It I wasn't made for time, me now. Yeah. At the time, yeah, it was no. The show definitely um, got better with age because, like, the original premise was so bizarre, and they just kept the more, yeah, the more like it turned into more like a genre sci-fi show than like some weird David Hasselhoff sex symbol vehicle that happened to have a talking car in it. Right. The better. Oh, the much better. Well, like, in, I don't even fully understand, like, oh, I can't even remember, because, like, something weird happens, like... Well, Garth Knight shows up. Well, Garth Knight... Oh, but wait a minute, that makes no sense. Because hmm. in the first episode of Knight Rider... In I the was... first episode of Knight Rider, Michael Knight was not David Hasselhoff. What? Like, David Hasselhoff played the character, but there was a thing, like, some guy, like, the guy that would become Michael Knight. Because remember how they say... Oh, a man without whatever or something. Yeah. Like, they're not talking about the car. I think they're talking about 
him. Oh, yeah, yeah. They are talking about him, not the car. Because he gets, like, beat up, like, shot in the face or whatever. And so then they give him a new face, mm-hmm. which is then the David Hasselhoff face. Like, he plays... It's like they did a thing. Like, in the first act of, of, the, of the first episode of Knight Rider, that character was a different person. Then he gets shot in the face, and then is David Hasselhoff. Self-made billionaire Wilton Knight rescues police detective Lieutenant Michael Arthur Long after a near-fatal shot to the face, giving him a new identity via plastic surgery and a new name, Michael Knight. Yep. There you go. Yeah. So then, well, who the fuck is Garth Knight, and why does he look the same? Right, because I thought he was his evil like twin brother <laughs> or, or something. Just, or, 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 see, again, Knight Rider had so many... Um, Ah, I had so like there was so much more happening there than we realized when we were like seven and watching this. Garth Knight is not mentioned until um, they talk about toys, games, and vehicles. Oh. <laughs> You'd think there would be like a Knight Rider wikia or something that would just have all this. Oh, yes, there think. is. Here it is. Garth Knight, Knight Rider wikia. There it is. Garth Knight is the son of Wilton sh- Knight and Elizabeth Knight. And the brother of Jennifer Knight. So no relation to Michael Knight, whose name isn't Michael Knight, and who has a new face from plastic surgery, even though they well, look exactly the same. Here's why. Here's why. Because oh, Wilton geez. Knight changed like, Michael Long's face to look like Garth when he created the new identity, Michael so Knight. Garth, the original, that just is even adding insult to injury there. So they, so, but it was his son, so... So, so Wilton Knight was like, I'm going to give this guy a new face. I will give him the face of my son. Because I want him to be the son I never had, because that Garth is a real asshole. Right. He's over. Yeah, that could be it. No wonder Garth was so pissed off all the time, you know? Riding Goliath around. Mm-hmm. That's what irked me. It's like, Kit, use your fucking laser on Goliath. Oh, I think that was before he had a laser. Well, did, but how but, fucking awesome was Goliath? Like Goliath the, the Goliaths, was awesome. Kit, the, the Goliaths, Goliath versus Kit fight. Oh, well, there was more than one. I remember Goliath came and back I, later yeah, on. I think I'm probably. Yeah, I'm not sure if I'm thinking. I'm thinking the one I'm thinking. Like they were like kind of in a desert, but like yeah, and Kit was just the getting the shit pounded oh. out of him. It was he horrible. Was and we've talked before how I have a deal with like robots getting hurt. I don't like that. <laughs> like, that really upsets me for some reason. Like I don't when know I, why. When I send you those videos of robots walking around and people are kicking them over. Yeah, I can't fucking take it. Or the robot challenge where the robots are trying to, like, do a simple task, like get out of a car or open a door, and then they just kind of fall over. Do you like that? No, I don't like it. I can't stand robot cruelty, and it extends not just to robots, I guess, but to a to a car that has artificial intelligence. What's well, kind of like a robot? Yeah, a robot. <laughs> so you, you had a bad problem with Kit getting the shit beat out of him. Well, it just really—I was really kind of like it was—it was getting to me, right? Like it was like you know, again, going to the mind of like what, however. You know, old I was at that point, nine, I don't know. It was like one of these, like, you know, like standing up, almost tears in my eyes. Kid, get up. Do it. You can't. No. Like, 
He can't fall down. You can't. I know. How could he get up? Man, I feel like after this, I have to fucking go. You're going to go on a Knight Rider binge. Yeah. Yeah, there were two episodes. uh, Episode 201, Goliath, and episode 217, Goliath Returns. I remember every episode just wishing that Goliath would come back and use your fucking laser. And so did you feel bad then once Goliath got his ass kicked? Did you feel bad for Goliath, or was he too truck-like and not robot Did Goliath have an artificial intelligence, or was it simply just his truck that was made out of the same shit kit was made out of the same indestructible stuff but it was like truck size i don't think goliath had an ai i think it was just garth at the helm so that would that'd be okay then in that yeah case. it's different at that point yeah. it's just a vehicle getting smashed doesn't affect me yeah he's not quasi sentient so it's oh okay. it does say here kit finds a weak spot in goliath where the trailer hitch connects to the truck and uses the laser that was installed by april curtis and why would you have a trailer? How does that help you? Yeah, good point. <laughs> and it's, his name is Garth with an E at the end. I know, Gartha. It's Gartha. Wilton Knight. Do you know I got to stay up to watch the very first episode of The A-Team when it first aired? Oh, really? That was so huge. I couldn't believe it. I remember because my dad hadn't explicitly said you can stay up now i'm like six and a half years old and i'm gonna say it came on at nine p.m mm-hmm. maybe it might have any in any case it at least went until nine and i remember it was getting to be like almost eight o'clock i knew the a-team was coming on i'd never seen it really wanted to see it it looked awesome it's like there was no mention of going to bed. I knew that it was going to be on. And I kind of mm-hmm. just stuck around the living room. <laughs> Holy shit, you just scared me. Sorry. And uh, I need a fucking pedal for this goddamn mic. It's like if I just stay quiet and don't move a lot here on the corner of the couch, just keep my mouth fucking shut, man. Nobody will notice me. Maybe I'll be able to watch it. And it did. There was never any mention of it. I just got to, like, sit there and watch it. And I was like, oh, yeah. So great. Yeah. No, that shit was good. Mm. Like, I do remember. I mean, again, you know, I think to our generation, and it's the generation before, probably, for sure as well. But, yeah, like, television was just such an important part of life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, And... Yeah, I remember discovering that. Discovering like discovering that it used to be so, television, or discovering like, that it used to be important back when you were little. What are you talking no, about? No, I just mean discovering the amazingness of like eighties primetime television. Knight Rider, Airwolf, Airwolf, MacGyver. Um, never MacGyver. No. But, what about you know, uh, an A team? MacGyver was there. MacGyver was later. MacGyver was more of like a. To me, MacGyver was la- later on. It's a, it's, a, it's a different thing. Eighty five. It really is from starting in eighty five. Yeah. I would have guessed that was more like an eighty eight, eighty nine show. But uh, what the fuck a, do did, I know? Now, were you a Magnum PI guy? Not really. Oh, I mean, so I like that. Shit. I was kind of again. 
So I think here, so here was the deal. I think growing up. So when I was in, so in my mind, you know, we moved partway through when I was in second grade and I have in my mind kind of like, okay, when we lived in that first house, I was too young. Like they did, I did not watch primetime television mm-hmm. and I didn't really know it existed except for maybe, um, some of the stuff on the weekends. Cause I guess I could stay up later on the weekends. Like, so like Dukes of Hazard, right? That was like Friday at eight o'clock. So yes, big Dukes of Hazard. That was the thing to watch. I watched that, but then, um, I do remember and I'm pretty sure I, relayed this story probably about like 60 episodes ago on this (laughs) podcast but you know of one day it was like a school night and somehow just staying up a little later like you know like oh it was my bedtime maybe i was already in my pjs but you know you know mom was just a little bit behind and saying okay let's go tuck you in or whatever like Mm Mm-hmm. And, you know, whatever show was on at 730 was over, and I caught a little bit of the beginning of the next thing. Oh, boy. And it was Night Rider. Oh, shit. And it was all and downhill from there. It blew my mind. I was like, oh, my God. This is what they're doing while There's I'm sleeping. Car, <laughs> and it's talking. <laughs> Nobody and it told was just me. Like, this, it, it was just, wait, my mind was blown at that moment. <laughs> I it, again I remember it so vividly like it was like such an it was like such a like just I don't know it had such an impact on me that, that theme music remember. comes on oh my god shit yeah. too much the foundation for law and government flag oh I'm watching it. it right now <laughs> I'll put a link to the opening of Night Rider Cause fucking a that shit was good. That's not as good when it comes to that, but that first, those do-dum. opening little, do-dum. Do-dum. it's just coming do-dum. at you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hour and forty-four minutes in. Okay, we have not um, talked about the Jesus yet. Really? Well, he a little him bit. In passing. He, ma- he made a sound effect. He didn't make a sound effect. You yeah. might fool the fucks in the league office. He uh, he flubs a line, Brad. Oh yeah, where does he do well, that? He said, "I would have fucked you in the ass Saturday." I could that even the first time I saw it always stood out to me. I would have fucked you in the ass Saturday. I don't know. I think it works. Well, that it pause, works. They left it in, but pause, it works. It like, but I think Torturo kind of flubbed it a little bit. Maybe, but and maybe the it was always happy accidents, it. and he made it work. Yeah. Well, and I think I they were like, no, it works. Ass Saturday. Yeah, he but he, he doesn't dance. do it like that. It's not like that. I would have fucked you in the ass Saturday. It's like, catch up, catch up, Saturday. It's not, a, to me, it doesn't feel like a dramatic pause. Now I'm saying Torturo's a bad actor. All right. <laughs> what are you, a drama critic? I'm not, though. It's just one of these things where it's like, e- well, maybe that wasn't the best take, but they liked it. It's like, no, you know what? That, that works. We're fucking keeping it. Laughable, man. Ha <laughs> ha. 
Well, he has to move from his like more maniac, like he just came off the laughable man, like you just said, and then I would have fucked you in the ass, but then he has to move into the more like uh sensual Jesus. Sensual Jesus, right. I'll fuck you in the ass next Wednesday. You got a date Wednesday, baby. <laughs> 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 and so now we see him, yes, in his outfit. Because there's the infamous purple jumpsuit, but really the short sleeve blue jumpsuit is pretty awesome. Although he doesn't have the bird seed now. I don't see a big lump down there. He's just got a little pointer, a little turtle head point now. Yeah. So maybe it wouldn't. I don't know why he didn't have it there. I guess it's not a scene about. Pederasty, so he didn't feel the need they to didn't have need the, to put it there. In know. the um, yeah, in the Big Lebowski porno, uh, James Dean plays the Jesus and two E's, two E's, and he's wait. James all, Dean was in the Canyons, the Canyons, yeah. Oh shit! And he also plays the Jesus in the porn version of Big Lebowski, which no we talked way. about a while ago. And I in the trailer, I mean, I've only seen the trailer, which you can see on YouTube. It's kind of like a, you know, no, no sex is shown trailer. I mean, it's on YouTube, right? Mm-hmm. But it's a... Uh, it's not a Rihanna yeah. video, for God's sakes. Right, exactly. He's on the... Um, he, uh, yeah, he's wearing the blue jumpsuit. Okay. As the Jesus in the in the trailer. The Big Lebowski, a triple X parody? That sounds like it, yeah. All records in the custody new sense. Okay, um, it's not. It's only three minutes long. Oh, it's just the trailer. Yeah, it's, it's just the trailer. Yeah, I feel like we've seen or talked about this before. Yeah, we've definitely seen and talked about it in the past. Yeah, but again, that was probably like seventy episodes ago, right? But I just thought I'd just throw out there because when I first saw it, I was like, "Hey, why is he in the purple jumpsuit?" And I was like, "Oh, yeah, okay, this is the the less iconic but yet more- still accurate Jesus outfit." Right, right. Yeah, a little less iconic. Liam's shirt matches still, so it's good. And, uh, hmm. yeah, okay. I... So delightful, uh, like, once again, to Turo's performance. He really outdid himself. This is it. This is his role of a lifetime. And fucking just Liam, too. So forget everything I said. I, Liam, in whatever he's doing here, is a perfect counterpart to the Jesus. You wouldn't want anybody with any more chops than this, because it's all about Torturo here. Yeah, and it kind of works. It does. It does. It does kind of work. And it, but the Jesus is right. It is bush league psych out stuff. Because Walter even so? says, I mean, I'm, fat, I'm going, getting ahead of us ourselves a little bit here, because Walter then says he's cracking, you know? Right. So Walter is doing it to just kind of be a dick a little bit. I think that's a little sneak peek into what's going on inside Walter's old cabeza. It's just my opinion, man. But And also, he says, I had an M16, Jacko, not an Abrams tank. He's referring to the dude as Jacko. It's like a, is he? I think so. Or is there an M16 Jacko? Is that a type of I weapon? tried looking it up. I didn't see anything like that. I can't believe I'm admitting that, but whatever. 
But no, so, I didn't. So, he's the, so the dude, he go, again, he can go by many names, right? Dude, El Duderino, Jacko. Right, Jacko. But I think it's just kind of like Buddy. I had an M16, Buddy. Right. Not an Abrams take, but it seems a little out of, little out of whack. Jacko. Jacko? Really? He's calling the dude Jacko? Kind of odd. Oh, I also wanted to say that um, Lindsay Lohan is a terrible person. But she was in the canyons with James Dean. I know, but um, a friend of mine had knows somebody whose kid had some terrible disease, and uh, it was they were dying. They actually, went through two rounds of near death. They did eventually die, but um, it's a huge Herbie. Fan when they did the reboot, the Herbie mm-hmm. reboot, mm-hmm. Herbie fully loaded or whatever, and Lindsay Lohan was in that. Right, the kid back was just, in her Disney days. Yeah, and the kid was just obsessed with it. And it's like that's what he wanted, and they were, you know, all make a wish, this and that, and mm-hmm. calling her, and she had agreed to do it. And it was just a fucking phone call. It's like five minutes, not even like show up in person, just like just do a phone call. Just and she had agreed to it, and then it's like. I don't know, a couple days before, she's like, you know what? No, I don't want to do that. That's too depressing. I don't want to talk to some dying kid. (laughs) So that'll be my last Lindsay Lohan update. All right. No more updates. Nope. Fuck that. Because that's just awful. Goodbye, updates. Goodbye, updates. We have (laughs) put you, we have made you walk the plank. Because that's what you do. That's what you do. When you don't. (laughs) When you don't. um, When you're a mean girl. When you're a mean girl. You know? You just... You go up there. Poop that! <laughs> Next time on Gutter Balls. Well, they finally did it. They killed my fucking car.